Welcome back to Unseen Connections. We are on episode seven today. My name is Amy Skinner. I am your host of this particular podcast, and thanks for being here. Just keeping with the theme, we are going to pause right away and allow ourselves to get deeper into our bodies, and I'm going to guide you through the process. So wherever you find yourself, if you can, close the eyes. However, if you're driving, keep them open. (laughs) But as you close the eyes and you take away this sight, I invite you to observe the visions in your mind. Whatever pops up first for you, whatever thoughts come through, just allow yourself to bear witness as if you're watching a movie. Sometimes for me, It can look like songs, (laughs) it'll look like particular words, maybe I see colors, maybe I see symbols, and symbols are going to look different for everybody. So the particular symbol that's coming up in my head right now is, I'm thinking of a beaver. (laughs) Where that's coming from, I have no idea, because I'm not around water right now, there's no beavers in the sight of my visualize, but uh, that's what's coming through. So just noticing what's coming through for you. Maybe it's like a a dreamlike state that you are experiencing, daydreaming. I do that often. And then walking your mind into conference with your body. So I'm going to direct you towards your lungs to start. Your lungs and your heart. And just noticing your breath. Physically moving your body. So notice how as you inhale, your shoulders rise, your ribcage expands, maybe even your belly. And then as you soften, as you exhale, Notice your shoulders release, your ribcage contracts, and again, just noticing what is. So we started out in the mind, we are finding our way into the body. If you feel like there's a bit of pressure or weight, or you feel a bit constricted in your breath today, let's help move that along by taking some cleansing breaths. So taking an inhale in through your nose and letting it out through your mouth. And again, inhaling in through your nose. Releasing it out through your mouth. If you feel like there's an extra bit of oomph behind things, take another inhale in and feel like you're forcing it out with the lion's breath. (sighs) Sometimes you need a sharp exhale to just get rid of some shit. (sighs) And that is a great way to also generate some energy. If you're feeling a little lackluster, maybe you're starting your day with this podcast and you want to generate some energy. Quick inhale, quick exhale. (sighs) 
the in, the out, the fire. Feel it start to birth within you. Maybe you need some calm. Maybe you need some steady. Always working within what it is that you need in this moment. Maybe it's a slow inhale. And an even slower exhale. And you'll be able to feel which energy you're more attracted to. What feels like it suits your needs in this moment of time. And I want to bring your mind deeper into your body. So continue to breathe. And again, just notice your shoulders. Shoulders relaxing as you exhale, feeling your shoulder blades firmly on your back. And if you find that yourself is currently slouching over, maybe you feel that you're protecting your heart, I invite you to rise up and lengthen through your spine a little bit further. Feel like your shoulder blades are meeting your back in a nice firm position in, a, in an area of support. And then feeling into your lower back, noticing this area, noticing how the foundation feels here. And as you lengthen through the body, there's natural engagement of your core to keep you nice and steady and tall. And now feel like the breath. Notice how it moves. Notice the energy that you possess just by lengthening through your body, crown of head, growing tall to the sky. As you feel the bottom rooting down, whether it's through your feet or through your bum. And just notice the strength Notice the ease. Notice the silent power. In literally just sitting up tall or standing up tall. And if you're cleaning the house, <laughs> I hope that you've paused for that brief moment and really dove into the lengthening. going to continue on from here so getting back into whatever activity that you found yourself in as you started this podcast I'm currently sitting at a yoga studio after I taught a class and one of my favorite poses to teach in a yoga class is what we call Tadasana and Tadasana is the neutral plane, so it is a standing position, and I like to invite people to stand about hip-width apart. And again, if you have the opportunity to do this while I'm talking you through it, I wholeheartedly encourage you to do it so that you can feel for yourself what it's like as I talk you through this. Standing about hip-width apart and just allow yourself to kind of move from side to side, finding your center. And then shifting your weight forward and back between the balls of your feet and the heels of your feet. And just finding your center of gravity there as well. 
And as you root down into your feet and you feel yourself growing tall through the crown of your head, I invite you to bring your arms down beside you, having your palms face forwards and having your fingers open with intention and energy. And as you stand in this position, or maybe as you are imagining yourself standing in this position, feeling the energy of what it's like to take up space. Feeling the energy of what it's like to stand up tall in that space. And doing so with knowing that you are not stepping on anybody else's toes. That this space is yours to take up. That you are invited to take it up just as you are. Knowing that this is an opportunity to reach into the power that you naturally possess. And that is through this shifting of your own energy by simply drawing upon the intention of standing tall, of sitting tall. It's quite often that we find ourselves rounding forwards or slumping over. It happens a lot when we sit. It happens a lot as we drive, as we work on the computer, sometimes as we eat food. I notice myself do this often. And for me, it's, it's not just that moment of rest, but it's also the energy of me trying to protect my heart. And that's been my journey. <laughs> for some people, they find that standing out in that Tadasana position of shoulders nice and wide, shoulder blades connected to your back, palms facing forwards, head in line with shoulders, shoulders in line with hips, hips in line with heels. Some people find a natural power in that and sometimes for them they feed off of it and that is fantastic. For me it's been something that I've kind of needed to work towards. It's something that I continuously put myself into so that I can harness that power. So that I can, it's like exposure therapy, I guess would be the best way that I can describe it. Exposure therapy of standing in that position, knowing that for me, it does bring discomfort, not necessarily in my physical body, but in the sensations that show up in my physical body from the emotions, from limiting beliefs, from programs in my mind, whatever it may be. But it's in those spaces that I find so interesting and so full of awareness for ourselves and as you begin to learn your body as a day-to-day experience again that's really where you can start to change your life and that's something that I've had to do that's something that I've needed to pay attention to because my program that I'm running right now is from anxiety and self-doubt and effects of whiplash and fear and scarcity and limitation, restriction. But then 
when I notice that I'm slinking into this space, I simply take that moment to sit up tall (laughs) or to stand up tall. I take a moment to notice my shoulders, if they're against my ears, I talk them into softening and relaxing away from my ears. I take those moments of mindful breaths for myself and pay attention to the areas of my body that are in interaction with my breath, that are in interaction with my experience. And I play witness and observer to what is. And from that space, I've really started to learn a lot about myself and I know that you will learn a lot about about yourself as well if you can remember to check back in from time to time. But I'm betting because this is what I've seen (laughs) that just even by listening to these podcasts, if you've listened to every single one up to this point or, or if you've listened to a handful of them already, I bet that as you listen to me guiding you through breathing and guiding you through relaxing different areas of your body or bringing your attention to certain spots, I bet there's already a shift that you've noticed within yourself. I bet that there is this almost indescribable innate happening that you just exhale when I exhale without even realizing it. <laughs> and I know that because I do it to myself. I listen to these I listen to these back because there's so many things that I've said that I don't even remember saying. <laughs> and it's like it's like hearing it for the first time in my own way. And I constantly feel like I get messages out of listening to my own podcast. And I think that's funny because a lot of actors out there they don't watch themselves back or at least Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp doesn't watch himself back. And uh, Alex also kind of laughed at me when I told him that I listened to my own podcasts. But I do it because listening to myself back is another form of like exposure therapy in a way. Hearing, hearing my own voice. And if you've ever left your own voicemail note, <laughs> then uh, you, you've probably had this experience too or watched yourself on a video. It is, it is strange at first, but there's something interesting when you listen to yourself. There's something interesting when you witness your body, when you witness the thoughts in your mind, when you take an extra second to tune in to what's already there. And that's another way that you can heighten your senses and heighten your connection with universe, source, spirit, God, whatever you want to input, loved ones. As we start to, the word temper is coming to mind. As we start to temper our subconscious habits, our subduedness, our lack and limitations within our minds and our bodies, we begin to really open ourselves up to the connections with the unseen. 
And I think that's, well, obviously, I think that's incredible because that's what I labeled this podcast, Unseen Connections. This stuff just fascinates the hell out of me because it's not necessarily tangible. It is a very personal experience and a lot of it is subjective. That's why I love signs and synchronicities too. That is a very subjective experience as well. The amount of people that I have turned on to noticing numbers is really exciting, especially the people that, you know, have made fun of me for it in a lighthearted way. But the people that you wouldn't necessarily expect, <laughs> those are usually my favorite people to, uh, to start to open up to conversations. And it's just delivering it in such an accessible way. I know that there are some spaces out there that feel so disconnected and just like so out there and that's how I used to feel about yoga, to be honest with you. And I've said this before, I used to think yoga was very hippy-dippy. Until I found people that were still kind of living in this world and able to kind of like open up the curtain a little bit to show you what else is out there, but allowed me to explore it for myself. And I'm really hopeful that this podcast is carrying that message out there that I'm trying to open up that curtain for you too, so that you can get a sense of something that makes you curious to explore it deeper for yourself. And I've said this before, I'm just sharing my experiences because that's what I have to go off of. But my experience doesn't mean that this is the only way to do anything. You know, it's when you start to talk to more people and if you relate to something in their experience, I think it's so cool because maybe you two have journeyed through different experiences to land at the same place, the same result, the same ideology. And that fascinates me because there's a lot of people that I'm connecting with these days that can speak my language is, I guess, the best way to word that. And, and those conversations are just, oh, they are, they are soul filling. I want to just be in those conversations all the time. And they're wonderful and supportive and fantastic. And they absolutely have their place. But I want to get into something that I've been nudged towards talking about. (laughs) And I've been nudged through synchronicities and signs and cards as well. And that is the contrast that we can experience in the world. The contrast and the fear that can come with contrast as well as insecurities. And we are all unique in our own ways and yet we are all connected at the same time. And that sounds like a super out there thing to say but if if you know what I'm talking about 
then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but when it comes to contrast and insecurities and being afraid to put yourself out there, that has absolutely been me as well. I have limited myself in a lot of ways and I've come really far. I will absolutely toot my own horn right now. I have come really far in comparison to where I once started. But there's, I feel like there's, there's, you can only work through so many layers at one time. And I know I've said this before because if we do it all at once, it's an overload and I, like we'll just, we'll, we'll explode <laughs> or implode, either one. Um, but once you start to have that little bit of exposure therapy, once you start to open up a little bit and share your share your sense of awareness around yourself, it's really interesting how it gives the opportunity for somebody else to take it or leave it. And I envy people that are so capable of just walking into a group of people and dance how they want to move or be their funny selves. Like a lot of comedians, they can just light up a room or, you know, there's a few people that come to my mind when I think of this type of energy and I'm envious of them because that is something that I'm, I'm working on for myself. I'm working on not being so afraid of others' thoughts, feelings, opinions, emotions, and I feel like I do a decent job at allowing differences to exist, especially when it comes to the way people see things. But I notice my own limitations in that as well. I notice a lot more recently where I thought I was so evolved. <laughs> and yet there's always something to remind me like, oh, okay, no, there's a little bit of a deeper excavation to go through here. And that is just what makes me human. And even sharing this in a way feels very vulnerable because who wants to tell you everything about themselves? Who wants to share with you the hard parts of what they're experiencing and feeling? And I've been doing a lot more of that with my close circle lately. I've been sharing the parts that I don't want to admit been sharing the things that I would be afraid for the quote-unquote wrong people <laughs> to hear. But then what helps me continue to share is knowing that the people that I surround myself with are here for a reason. And 
sometimes you just gotta go first. And so that's what I'm doing with this podcast always. I feel like I'm going first because I know that I have had such a positive experience when I've seen an example of how somebody else does it. Even if I don't do it in the same ways that they do, it's just the energy of standing tall. It's the energy of taking up space. It's the energy of of ownership and acceptance over themselves. And when you can accept yourself in all of the aspects that you possess, that is freedom to me. That is power to me. Even through these vulnerable moments and these vulnerable shares, there's still power in that because being able to admit these things out loud, being able to share them with people, not everybody wants to get into the nitty gritty. And obviously don't go around just (laughs) throwing it out there to just anybody because you're going to have to feel it out who is capable of, of holding that space for you to dive into that nitty-gritty that won't inflict their own shit onto you, essentially. I had this conversation with my friend Natalie, and her and I have a really great set of voice notes that go back and forth to one another. Uh, They always get really out of hand. But um, she was talking about what I'm essentially saying to you right now. And it's about finding the people that can stay objective to a degree. And I was kind of getting at this in my last podcast, but I've had some more time to process and integrate to kind of bring it to better words for you here. And it's finding the people that can check their own shit at the door and really just listen and hear you as you are. Having that experience being heard and feeling seen in those ways, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that is so healing. So you just need to snuff out at least one person and sometimes That requires getting a little vulnerable and seeing what they do with it. And knowing that your relationship dynamics can change with people. And knowing that not everybody is meant to continue on with you in your life. And that's okay too. (laughs) But there's a lot. There's a lot that I've learned through interactions. There's a lot that I've learned through yoga. There's a lot that I've learned through getting curious and there's so much that you can learn by getting curious as well about yourself and about your body's habits and reactions to things and I was just saying this today to my kinesiologist that I started going to about the body and she is helping me retrain and basically turn back on some muscles that have been a little dormant because they need to carry the weight 
moving forward. They need to activate. They need to help me stabilize. They need to rebalance. It's like switching the tracks for the train. That was the visual that just came to my mind. That's what it feels like I'm doing here. Switching the tracks for the train, activating the other areas to counterbalance the old programs. So yes, taking time to release my shoulders away from my ears, to stand up tall, that is such a power move and that is such a empowering place that you can use for yourself. But then also, once you can integrate that and then get into the other shadowy layers of noticing, noticing where you are. When we go through large events, traumatic events, I've noticed that it's not something that shows itself right away or you may notice parts of it right away and then the effects are a later discovery. And I've had this conversation with a couple other friends as well. And even my doctor, my doctor held off saying anything to ICBC in terms of um, a medical report because he knew better than I did, which also left me frustrated, but he knew better than I did that the body will show things later. And it's true. I didn't have surgery on my nose because I didn't know it had even broke because there was no external showmanship of a crooked nose. It was all internal. I kept getting these sinus infections, or at least that's what I thought they were. And then it was confirmed by a ear, nose, and throat specialist that it was sinus pressure. And it was because I had physical damage, a blockage in my nose. And the only thing that had happened was the car accident and the airbag hitting me in the face. So that wasn't exposed until, uh, when would that have been? 2020. And so that was three years, three years after the car accident that I actually got confirmation after going through the process of constantly getting these sinus buildups and absolute torment in my face when it would happen, that we discovered it needed surgery. So there are things that will show up later. Um, and, and the anxiety that sits within my body from all of these compounding events too are something that I didn't think I adapted to or compounded on and these days I'm I am noticing that there is a lot sitting there <laughs> for me and sometimes that's frustrating sometimes I feel pressure maybe it's from myself maybe it's from my external world I'm not sure it could be a bit of both but this pressure to just get over it already or just, you know, be fine. Or in the areas that aren't my strong suits, it feels like I need to be everything. I need to be able to handle all the stuff. 
But in actuality, I'm much better in the places that I light up in. (laughs) So what is the purpose of forcing myself into something that is causing me distress? And I offer that up to you as well. If you're forcing yourself into something and you're noticing how much distress you are experiencing from it, maybe that's your sign that it's too much. Maybe that's your sign that A, maybe you need to take a break. Or B, it's something that you need to reconfigure your life to be without if it's that severe. Um, Or... C, maybe you need to talk to somebody about it. Maybe there's something underlying within you that is asking for your attention to address. I drew some cards before I started because I wanted to find out a little sneak peek of how I should start this podcast. (laughs) And the cards that I pulled were from this deck that I have been using almost since day one and it's angel tarot cards by doreen virtue and radley valentine these cards are a very soft approach to tarot um and they have like an oracle cardy vibe to them because they actually come with words which i really appreciate (laughs) i don't know much about tarot i know that there are like certain explanations to each card and the vibe that I got from it anyways was kind of like a bit of a memorization and I wasn't down for that (laughs) so I like the oracle cards I like the flowiness I like the ability to feel that intuition come forward but that being said I also know that tarot cards they they do have that aspect to them as well so that is a prime example of just because I gravitate towards oracle cards doesn't mean that tarot cards are bad or wrong or something that you shouldn't try. If it's something that piques your interest, dive into it, get curious. You know, we may end up at very similar pastures, it's just we got there differently. So the cards that I pulled were the moon, which is Archangel Haniel, And at the very bottom, it says, important psychic insights, events behind the scenes, release fears that hold you back. And then I got the seven of earth and it says, seeds well planted, a temporary pause in action and unnecessary worry. So this is kind of where I got some inspiration from to really generally talk about that sense of fear and scarcity and smallness that can happen when you come up against the ideas that you think other people have of you. And that, I feel like, needs to marinate. (laughs) The ideas that other people have of you. There are so many aspects of ourselves, and we aren't always going to show every single one of them to somebody else. But also remember this. (laughs) what's really funny is uh my friend natalie that i was just mentioning she is uh loading me up right now on uh instagram i'm guessing probably with some voice notes which of course are our favorite but 
she is the one that turned me on to this word aspects because of an experience that she shared with me recently. And I am seeing it everywhere right now. I saw it on a vehicle that uh, was outside of my kinesiologist appointment today. And it's coming into play right now with this aspects of ourselves, with aspects of other people as well. And it's pulling me into thinking about this book called Big Magic. And this book, Big Magic, is something that has stuck with me for quite some time. And one of the pieces that I really loved was when she was talking about her writing this book. She's also the author of Eat, Eat Pray, Love. Her name is Elizabeth Gilbert. And Big Magic is uh, kind of like a permission piece to creativity. And it is a goal of mine one day, and I'm saying this out loud, so hopefully I stick to it, maybe with a little help of your uh, accountability here. I would love to write a book one day. It's been something that I've wanted to do for at least for the last decade, maybe even since I was a teenager or before that. It's just something that I know I want to do. And so reading this book, Big Magic, was an extra helpful push towards the idea of thinking that I actually could. And the concept that I loved was she said, once you put something out into the world, like it's no longer yours. And she starts to explain further what she means by that. And I needed to hear that because I get so wrapped up and concerned about what people think and how they will, um, what's the word? interpret what I've said and she basically explains that it's it's no longer it's no longer yours because everything is filtering in through somebody else's lenses everything else is filtering in through somebody else's emotional state so what sounds like blue to one person can feel like green to somebody else you know it's and I'm using that as a, as a very funny example. It's not something that is entirely explainable. It's, it's complex and yet that's kind of all you need to know about it is that it's, it's no longer yours. <laughs> it's no longer your interpretation. And so people are the same kind of way. Whatever you say in the world, Obviously, you have to take accountability for the things that you say and the things that you do. However, there are going to be people out there, which is a lesson that I've learned the hard way, that are determined to not understand you. And there are some people out there that will not lead with their heart forward. And that will not lead with thinking about others. And there are people out there that will be very quick to cast judgment and to point fingers at other people as if they are the problem instead of taking accountability and ownership. And that's really hard to bump up against those people. I have encountered a lot of those types in my life and I noticed that uh, that too is an opportunity for me to learn more about myself I've been very kind and soft-hearted and I love that about myself and I don't want to lose that and I don't think I will, but it's also that like harsh reality of kind of like losing your innocence of the world that everybody is here to help you. 
Unfortunately, not everybody is, but that will steer you towards the people that are. And that's the best part. That's where contrast again comes into play. So those people in your life that leave you feeling less than, if you can separate yourself in some degrees, if you can practice that power move of standing up straight, of sitting up tall and feeling into that energy, and if you can embody that more often, then you can stay in this inter-centeredness where it doesn't matter what other people say, it doesn't matter what other people think, because it just falls at your feet. And you don't have to be sucked into whatever they've got going on that day. You have the power to choose to engage or to disengage. And that is where a boundary comes into play. And the idea of boundaries has shifted for me. I used to think boundaries were were those things that you had to tell other people what to do. <laughs> and I think I've had that because that's some of the experiences that I've had with people. I've had people tell me um, that they need to do this for themselves, but, but, it, but it was telling me that I can't do something. It was telling me that um, I can't expand in this space and that didn't really work for me. <laughs> So now I understand that boundaries are for yourself. Boundaries are the things that you can control. So you leave a situation if it's something that isn't working for you, not asking somebody else to leave the situation. And I may have some of this wrong because again, I am still learning. (laughs) I don't have it all nailed down. But in my mind, it's what can you do to honor yourself or what can you do to protect yourself or what can you do to empower yourself? And sometimes it is, um, it's shit like turning off comments on, on some posts if you need to. It's taking a break from reading messages. It's taking a break from engaging in conversations with certain people that, that, um, fire you up and and get you into these anxious loops and noticing again how your body responds to different people to different situations to conversations to environments and really taking the time to honor where you are I've had to own in a great way the fact that I'm just a naturally soft energy but I'm also a bright light and sometimes that shines in people's eyes. And it's not as though that is my intention to piss other people off, (laughs) but it comes with a territory. It comes with a territory. And so it's my challenge to figure out what do I do with that? I shouldn't have to dim my light just to make other people feel comfortable. And that's not the goal here, but it's, you know, it's that big magic idea of I put it out there, but it's it's not within my control of how other people perceive it. And same goes for you. Whatever you put out there, be accountable, but 
remember at the same time that however somebody else takes you isn't within your control. It is within your control whether you decide to engage or not engage. It is within your control to stick around at a party or leave it early. It is within your control to consume media, food, um, books, movies, podcasts. All these things are within your control. So take note of the things that you are consuming. Take note of how they are affecting you. Take note of what is feeling like it's adding to your, to your embodiment of empowerment. That space where you don't have to convince other people of your worth. That space that you know that you are enough, that this is yours. <laughs> this space that you possess is yours, that you do not have to cower for others, even if they're unhappy. It is permission for you to exist, permission for you to remember that you are whole. Remember that you are enough just as you are. Remember that you don't need fixing necessarily. You just need acceptance and ownership. For me, it's it's accepting, yes, I have a lot of anxiety. I have more now than I once did but I'm also in other ways a lot more open and malleable. So it's just a matter of noticing how I've shifted based on my awareness around myself, based on the effort that I've put into supporting myself and calling in the people that are capable of supporting me and extending gratitude towards them as well, acknowledging and letting them know what they do for me, with me. Because that is that is like a positive reinforcement thing too. And that's so kind and so necessary to extend that, that sense of love of like, you are really helping me, so thank you. And the people that, that want to see you thrive, they will love to hear that. They will love to hear that they are a part of your story. They will love to hear that they, that they will one day be written in my book. <laughs> All the people in my life, you listening to this, you are important to me. And you are important to so many others. I'm going to pull a couple more cards here. And I'm going to see what they say. I'm going to pull from the Rebel, sorry, Sacred Rebels. I love this deck. This was one that I purchased um, in the lull of the world there. And the Sacred Rebels felt very um, pertinent to me because I started to find a lot more of my voice during that time period. I started to speak on things that I was questioning and genuinely wanting to understand and doing it from a place of love and I got a lot of wonderful feedback which in a way surprised me because I didn't really feel like I was 
doing as much as I saw other people do. But again, that comes back to the example that somebody can set the example of, of this is how it can be done. And uh, yeah, so this Sacred Rebels Oracle has a very big piece of my heart <laughs> because it is funny that um, speaking truth, uh, being committed to figuring out the truth, it's funny that that is a rebellious act these days. Alex and I were having a conversation about this and there are so many people, doesn't matter what we're talking about, there are so many people that would commit to not ruffling feathers as opposed to standing up for the integrity and truth of, of fact. You know, there are facts in this world and uh, they've, been, they've been very muddied and it's interesting, it's interesting to observe. Anyways, let's pull some cards. <laughs> okay, what, uh, what do we need to hear most at this time? These cards have the, uh, the crone and the mother and the maiden on them. So it's like an ancestral thing as well, which I love. What do we need to hear most at this time? Oh, hold on, it fell on the floor. Okay, ooh, number 11. Love number 11. This one is Diving for Light, and she is beautiful. It is a face of a woman that has two seahorses on the side of her, and her hair, it looks like it's made of what you would find underwater, like seaweedy seaweedy locks she is gorgeous <sighs> diving for light yeah <laughs> sometimes we need to dig deep to reach the light to find the compassion to find the understanding for why some people are the way they are those, that description of others that I was mentioning previously, of the people that don't lead with their heart or the people that are so hardened that they are, their first reaction is judgment or criticism or taking an offensive stance. Finding compassion for those people is so, tricky if you are tangled emotionally with them. It takes a bit to dive for the light, but it's also important so that you can separate yourself emotionally in a way. To see them for a human versus somebody on the opposite side of you. Somebody that is, it's like a battlefield and seeing somebody as not a human and somebody as an enemy. Obviously, there's going to be people in this world that you are not going to want to tangle with and going to uh, create some space with, and that is perfectly okay and acceptable. Again, that's the boundary that you are going to choose for yourself and your own well-being. 
And then once you get into that safe space and you can return to that strong, tall Tadasana or that strong, tall seat and you can find that power again, that silent power that doesn't have to bark out loud but that can be internal of knowing that you are you are enough that you are safe to exist here that you are deserving of this space and that you don't need to dim your light because it because it (laughs) was in somebody else's eyes it is that calm calm compassion in a way and I I don't compassion is almost like too far of a word for me in this moment for what I'm trying to explain but that's kind of like the avenue it's like it's like whatever comes before compassion (laughs) understanding maybe that's what it is understanding I mean compassion is kind of understanding right but it's it's understanding why some people might do what they do And to me, the understanding when it comes to that character or that aspect of somebody that is ready with claws out versus, you know, um, I'll take care of it if it happens. It's some people that feel like they're just always on edge. I just imagine how heavy they must feel in their body, how disconnected how how much they must have felt like they weren't seen or they weren't heard when they were a child I come back to that place of imagining viewing them from an outside objective perspective that space of it's empathy but Sometimes my mind turns it into, like, I feel sorry for that person. (laughs) But that's the hierarchy thing that I don't want to dive too far into because I don't like that idea of power struggle. It's, these are just other aspects of ourselves. And, And if you are somebody that's had an experience in your life that you kind of carried a chip on your shoulder about or you lashed out anytime somebody mentioned it or... Um, like for, for prime example some people just for the purpose of it let's say you've gained some weight and then somebody points it out and you feel like you need to lash out because they pointed it out instead of accepting that that's what's happened it's 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 a protective layer it's a protective element that somebody gets into it's a survival tactic it's yeah that's basically what it comes down to it's a survival tactic so if you can if you can find the understanding for why somebody might might act the way that they do and see what is not being said and see what's below the surface if you have your own sense of rootedness own sense of grounding then you can see things through different eyes and then you might be able to apply boundaries a bit easier you might be able to understand that this feels very threatening but i can help myself 
move through this scenario while also I want to say not not further loading on some damage for that person but again that's not something that you get to choose that's not something that uh, you have any control over you only get control over yourself you only get control over what you choose to do in this life and everything else is landing on other people and even with that said, I struggle with that too sometimes. I struggle with allowing people to learn from, from their own actions, to uh, learn from their own experiences. And that is, that is an interesting and, ref and refined skill because I see the spectrum of that. I see the spectrum where you can be a helicopter parent and jump in to save the kid before they have any experiences or you can be the total opposite where everything is just like you're you're gonna burn and you're gonna learn and that's just it and so finding that middle ground of how to guide somebody I find is such an interesting and delicate process and even even myself I am I'm learning to refine that and uh yeah, that's, that's a part of parenthood, but that's also part of being human. If you can get yourself out of that survival mode, or at least surface for air <laughs> once in a while, um, then you can see things differently. So I guess tactic number one would again to be coming back into your body would be to feeling grounded, going for a walk in nature and really allowing yourself to invigorate your senses. What can you hear? What do you see? What can you smell? What do you feel? Maybe you have some tastes lingering on your tongue or if there's fruit and you can pick it off a tree. What does that taste like? If you tap into the vibrancy of your physical senses, this allows you to break some loops in your mind. And this also allows you to come back into your body. And as you come back into your body, you are more at ease and you are more capable of navigating challenging people. <laughs> so... Basically, that's what this whole podcast is about, is navigating challenging people. And I feel like it took a little bit to draw that out of me. <laughs> because again, I kind of was holding myself back and I needed to empower that space of sitting up tall. And that's what I've been doing. I've been sitting up tall. I've been allowing breath to move through. I've been allowing permission to share what I feel like I need to share and that's what everything comes back down to validating ourselves acknowledging what it is that we do see and also feeling what you feel I realized this the other day there's a lot of times where my logical mind will be like, oh yeah, I can understand why that, that, and that is happening. But then 
sometimes that logical mind will step in the way of me actually feeling through things. And sometimes I just, you just need to feel through things. Sometimes you just, that's how the energy wants to move. <laughs> logical mind is just one aspect of you. Just like talk therapy, seeing a counselor is great. However, it is also one avenue. If you go to work out at the gym, that's, that's your physical body. That's one avenue. If you can find things that pile on multiple, um, multiple areas, multiple aspects, let's use that, multiple aspects of yourself, then it's, it's, uh, well, I want to say it's a little more beneficial for you because it's whole body versus isolating something. But What's also interesting is even if you focus on like, let's say counselor, if you focus on talk therapy for a little bit, that is fantastic. But then maybe the next thing that you do is going to be focused on your physical body. So finding those little pieces in life that you can combine different aspects in one experience or choosing to just commit to, um, one aspect at a time, but then switching it up a little bit, it, uh, it's different ingredients, it's different combinations and feeding the different aspects of you. That is so important. And as you feed the different aspects, again, you start to create more acceptance and awareness around yourself and you get through different layers. I was describing this to somebody else about, um, being like another rung in the ladder. And that's kind of how I feel like I am when it comes to my sessions and it comes to um, what I do <laughs> in this life at this point in time, where I feel like I am one rung in the ladder. So it's, you can't, there is never going to be one person that solves all your problems or one person that can offer up all of the information that you will ever need. I think it's it's definitely a combination of feeding feeding off of what excites you at this moment in time, feeding off of what brings you closer to your body and the awareness that you possess. And uh, yeah. My sessions, if you haven't had one with me, I clearly talk about energy a lot. <laughs> and I talk about the mind and the body. Um, the way I would describe my sessions, because again, it is perspective. Other people will have different perspectives. But the way that I find my sessions, uh, magic. <laughs> magic is the first word that always comes to my mind because it is, it is stuff that is unseen. It is getting into the mind and the body and the emotions and the nitty gritty shit. It is getting into the places that sometimes we have a hard time looking at by ourselves and sometimes we need somebody else to sit with us. It's like when you call your parents in to look for monsters under the bed, you don't want to do it yourself, but you feel a little more empowered if there's somebody with you in the room. It's kind of like that. I, I sit with people and we start to look at 
those scary parts or the shadowy parts or the parts that they didn't even realize were nagging at them. And I just give you encouragement and space to explore and get curious with it. And I get curious with you because of course I want to know how I can help you and how you can help yourself more importantly. It's, a, it's definitely a place to practice for me of not jumping in to save other people, but to help guide them towards the things that will help them, quote unquote, save themselves. So I love to do that through cards. So I love to do that through conversation. And I love to do that through Reiki. Um, I don't even... I don't really call it Reiki these days. Like I say that I use Reiki because my my energy sessions, they continue to evolve as, as I learn more about myself and as I continue to work with uh, humans and animals. <laughs> and right now I call them energetic calibrations or energetic recalibrations. And I posted a reel on Instagram the other day and Facebook and it was a a reel of Mackenzie and Alex playing in the river. And I said this on the last podcast, so you can listen to what happened there. But it was that prime example of what it feels like for me to help somebody with energy within their body. It's, I can see, because I have the outside objective perspective without all of the emotions that, that you would have if I was working with you, And so I can kind of jump in there and see, okay, if I just just do a little bit of an adjustment here, if I apply a little more um, focus here, then it's amazing what begins to flow. And so that's what it feels like for me hosting an energy session with somebody. It's getting in to your energy that is presenting itself at the time because it's up to your body. It's not up to me. It's up to your body, what it's willing to take in, what it's willing to release. And then it brings you to this state of connection to both earth and ether. And just like a river, it gets running again. Just like that reel that I posted, it was stagnant water and then it, and then it started to flow because they helped it out a little bit. And that's what it feels like for me. I just kind of help people get back into flow. And then it's, you take a little bit of weight off, you clear a few blockages, a couple dams, you give people, um, you direct their focus to certain things for themselves to consider, some tools that they can use on their own. And also pointing out the things that they're doing so well in and the acknowledgement around their efforts and helping people see themselves through my eyes essentially I have fallen in love with potential of people over and over and over again which is a great thing and yes in some capacity something that I continue to work through but I think the fact that I can see the good in people is healing as well and being able to listen to people and 
seeing them for all that they are. I think those are definitely, definitely my strong suits. So those are my, those are some of my sessions, at least from my perspective. And then when it comes to yoga, same, same, but different, but with the movement and pairing the physical and knowing how the energy moves and that continues to expand for me. And that's super exciting as well. And yoga is, it's one of those things that I definitely believe that everybody can do. And it gives you permission to not have to look like the next person. And it also gives you that playing field of challenging yourself when you notice that you are starting to compare yourself to somebody else. It is that space of contrast. It is that space of mind-body awareness and greater connection with yourself and energy and a sense of freedom within the body that you possess. It is a sense of nurturing, nurturing and healing and both strengthening and slowing down. It's there, there's the whole yang yin approach to it and I love all of it. <laughs> so that's a bit about me and what I can offer you. If you are interested in having sessions with me, I am hosting them in person in Vernon. You can go to my website, amyskinner.ca, and I have some availability open. And I'm also opening up to working online. So if you are anywhere else in the world, the coolest thing about energy is that it knows no bounds, which is mind-blowing. <laughs> and every experience is always going to be unique. Even if we've worked together previously and we have another experience, that will be unique based on where you are at and even where I am at too. So that's always really cool. And then practitioner to practitioner, because we are all individuals as humans, you're going to find different things as well. So even if you don't end up working with me, but you are super curious about energy, get a feel for the people that you think you want to work with. You know, read some of their stuff, listen to them speak, um, get your toes wet, have a conversation with them and feel it out for yourself if that feels like it's something that gets you curious and you want to find out more. That is definitely something that has paid off for me is, is driving by feel, you know, getting a vibe for somebody. And also remembering and honoring the fact that if somebody works for you at this moment, if I happen to be somebody that works for you in this moment, but then down the road, things don't feel like they are, I don't want to say working, but if they aren't supporting you in the season that you're in, that's okay. Find somebody who is or who will. And sometimes you can just take a break and focus on something else for a while. Just like we said, talk therapy is great. Focusing on your physical body is great. Sometimes you'll do stuff that's all encompassing 
and sometimes you just do individually. So there are no hard and fast rules about shit. Use your own discernment. You are the one that knows what's going to work for you. And if you don't know right away, experience it, get a feel for it, and then you can decide later. Then you'll have some more intuition to tell you, okay, I learned this from this situation. I want to keep going forward with it. Or I learned this from this situation and I don't feel like this is what suits me right now. Whether it's people, places, jobs, experiences, what have you. Thank you for being here. And remember that you are unconditionally loved. Remember that you are so incredibly worthy. And you are more than enough. Just as you are. You are whole. You are an entire being. And no matter where you are in your period of growth, no matter where you find yourself internally right now, even if you're feeling like you're swimming in survival land or you're out for air right now, know that I love you and I see you and you're doing great. (laughs) I promise you are doing great even if it doesn't feel like it because you are continuing to put one foot in front of the other. You are continuing to wake up every day. You are continuing to show up in whatever capacity that looks like. Go easy on yourself, okay? Till next week, my friends. Sending you lots of love. This was episode number seven of Unseen Connections. I'm your host, Amy Skinner.